Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We're going to continue our look at Elijah this morning in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass when the Lord would take Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as the soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Now we're looking first at the direction that Elijah was heading, and apparently it was common knowledge to Elijah, to the prophets, that he would be taken out of here, not by death, but by a whirlwind. And I want us to look first at the direction. I want us to see that the direction was decided in verse number four. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as my thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as the soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood, the two stood by Jordan, we see this direction was decided and we see Elijah didn't dwell on leaving, but he kept busy doing the work that he was called to do. Here he visited the schools of the prophets. He visited the Bible colleges of the day, if you will, and he encouraged the students, but he also encouraged his successor, the one that was anointed to follow him, Elisha. He encouraged him. He taught him some things as they traveled, and I want to encourage you this morning to continue the work that God has for you to do. There's not time now to stop. There's not time now to rest from doing God's work, but we should continue until the day that He comes for us, be it by grave or be it by rapture. We should be busy building the Father's kingdom. We should be busy spreading the gospel and doing the work of our Lord. Now, it's not going to be easy I want you to see the way was difficult. The direction was difficult. In verse number seven, the last part, it says, and they two stood by Jordan and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they two went over on dry ground. Now the road that God has you traveling on, the task that God has told you to do, it might look impossible to you. It might look impossible to human eyes. Imagine, if you will, Elijah and Elisha as they come to the river of Jordan and they felt like that God had sent them this way. Elijah knew this was the way God wanted him to go. But imagine looking at that river and thinking, now how am I going to get across? But Elijah trusted God. He took off his mantle, his overcoat, if you will, and I believe he wrapped it around his arm and he smote the water and they walked through on dry ground. It took faith to keep going in the direction 
that God had sent them. It took faith for Elisha to walk across the Jordan, to walk out of the promised land, knowing that God would have to bring him back. He'd have to have faith to get back in to the promised land, but he followed Elijah and he went through and he trusted God. It may look impossible. It may look like you can't do it to man. It may look like you can't keep going on, but if God's called you to do something, I promise you this morning he will equip you he will bring you through to the other side on dry ground he will protect you he will watch over you just keep going just keep doing what god has told you to do let's look at the departure beginning in verse number nine and it came to pass when they were gone over that elijah said unto elisha ask what i shall do for thee before i be taken away from thee and elisha said i pray thee let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elisha went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and he rent them in two pieces. What a way it was for a man whose life had been a whirlwind as he come on the scene and pronounced that it would not rain, and it didn't rain for the course of three and a half years, and he come back and he caught fire down from heaven in a great contest between him and the prophets of Baal, and then he prayed until it rained, what a whirlwind of a life Elijah had had, and what a fitting end to his life it was to be taken out by a whirlwind. But I want you to see, Elijah did not seek crowds as we might, knowing God was to perform such a miracle. He told Elisha to tarry in verse 2, 4, and 6. I believe Elijah would have been just fine with going privately, with nobody seeing what God was about to do, but God had another plan. We believe that Elisha was the only one to see it as the prophets later went and looked for Elijah. But we're glad that God let Elisha follow him, that God let Elisha go to see him taken out in a whirlwind. I want you to know there's a great peace when departing after a life well lived for God's glory. The great Welsh preacher Christmas Evans with his last breath said, Drive on. The chariots of God are 20,000. Drive on. Hey, whenever it comes that time to go, I hope that my life has been such that I have that peace that I know I've been working, I've been doing what God has called me to do. I've been faithful as long as my health and my mind will let me. I've been faithful to preach His Word, to tell others about Jesus. And I hope when that day comes, by God's grace, I can say, I can look toward heaven and say, drive on, let's go. I'm glad to go. There's peace, there's joy in departure. It's a translation. It's not something to be sad about. It's not something to be upset about, but to know it's a promotion that day we get to go home and get to be with our Savior to be in heaven. Oh, what a day that will be. But I want you to see also the weight for the departure. Remember Elijah asked to die in First Kings 19.4 whenever Jezebel had threatened him. Remember he asked to die and one of his complaints was he was alone, but I'm glad he wasn't waiting alone today. We've got to stick together, Christians. We've got to stick together together. 
stick with each other. Elijah had company in Elisha. Moses and Aaron labored together. Joshua led them into the promised land after Moses couldn't. He didn't have to do it alone. David and Jonathan encouraged one another. Paul had Barnabas, Silas, and even Dr. Luke at the end. Remember, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two in Mark 6, 7. We are not only fellow workers with the Lord, but we're fellow workers with each other. We've got to quit competing. We've got to quit trying to see who can do more or who can do better. We've got to work together as Christians. We've got to serve. We've got to pray for each other. We've got to encourage each other. We've got to lift each other up in our times of struggles or times of trouble. We've got to work together. I want to bring you to the last point, the decision, the decision that had to be made. In verse number nine, Elisha asked for a double portion of thy spirit. The double portion was the right to the firstborn or heir in Deuteronomy 21, 17. But I'm glad that we see that Elisha did 28 miracles to Elijah's 14 miracles. God blessed even greater. He blessed him even greater with what he asked. But I want you to see he had a decision to make, even though Elisha had asked for a double portion. Let's look at verse number 12. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. Verse number 13, he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of bank of Jordan. He had to decide first to wear the mantle. He had to decide to pick it up and put it on. Imagine Elijah as he was taken up in the whirlwind as he took off his mantle and he cast it down. It didn't just fall on the shoulders of Elisha. It fell on the ground. He had to decide to go and to take it up, to pick it up, and to keep going. We've got to make a decision today, and that is who's going to carry the mantle, who's going to wear the mantle, and keep on doing what God has called us to do. Who's going to keep on doing the work of the Lord. Are you going to pick up the mantle? Are you going to pick up the mantle and put it on? Are you going to leave it waiting, laying there waiting for somebody else to pick it up? He had to make a decision to wear the mantle, but he had to make a decision to walk in the path. Verse number 14, And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had spit in the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. He had to pick up the mantle, but he had to decide he was going to walk the path. He had to decide if God could take Elijah through the Jordan River. He had to decide that God could take him through. Look, he... He didn't pray to the spirit of Elijah. He prayed to the God, the Lord God of Elijah. He prayed to him and he walked back through on dry ground. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember those which have the rule over you, which have led you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. Don't follow them, but follow their faith, follow their trust in the Savior. Look at verse number 16. And they said unto him, Behold, now there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master, lest preadventure the Spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not 
sinned. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Sin, there they sent therefore fifty men, and they sought three days, but found him not. And when they come again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? We see the pointless search for everybody for Elijah. Hey, we've got to quit looking for the next great preacher. We've got to quit looking for the next big preacher. We need to take up our mantle. We need to decide ourselves that we're going to walk on. We're going to keep going. We're going to do something ourselves. We're not just going to wait for somebody else. We're not going to wait for somebody else to come back. But we need to trust and follow the people that God has left here, the ones that are trying to serve the leaders, the preachers, the pastors. If you've got a good pastor that's into the Word of God, that's studying, that's preaching the Word, that's preaching the truth, that's being faithful, then you need to follow him, you need to get behind him, and you need to support him and keep going. Don't look for somebody bigger. Don't look for somebody better, somebody greater. We need to walk the path. We also need to do the work. Look at verse number 19. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord seeth, but the water is not and the ground is barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise and put the salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth to the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spoke we need to do the work jesus said in john six thirty six, he came not to do his own will but to will him that sent me proverbs eleven thirty said the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise we've got work to do today church we need some people that's going to pick up the mantle that's going to wear it that's going to walk that's going to do the work that's going to lead souls to christ going to tell people about jesus going to spread the gospel, going to be faithful, faithful to the work that is set before us. What a testimony these two men had. Elijah's name means my God is Jehovah. Elisha's name means my God saves. What a testimony. What a testimony. A mighty God we serve. A mighty God. A God that saves. Thank God. Thank God for our Savior. God bless.